Who is the better quarterback, Dak Prescott or Tony Romo? We discuss that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is a very special guest. It's Elliot Harrison. You can find him on Twitter at Harrison NFL. Uh, we've decided to have a little debate that Elliot and I have had several times offline and on the phone. Who's the better quarterback? Dak Prescott or Tony Romo? Now, I'm listen, I'm torn, but Elliot's got some strong feelings here that we're going to get into. So, Elliot, the floor is yours. Tell us who is the better quarterback. Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's really close between the two, and I, I have earned a reputation somehow with uh, – I guess with you and other people that I'm a, you know, some kind of Dak hater or whatever. By the way, if not I true. looked that's lost, not true. if I looked lost in space there for a second, my, my page was frozen. That's not how I feel about this uh, debate. I'm not lost in space on this debate because I have some pretty strong opinions, but I, I, I have felt for a long time that Tony Romo is the better player. Now where he falls in Cowboys history uh, among the greatest quarterbacks, I think is extremely debatable, but I think if you're just going to do in a vacuum, Tony Romo versus Dak Prescott. I think Marcus, it's it's Romo. It might be somewhat narrow, but I think there's some pretty obvious indicators. All right, so let me let, let's take this conversation in a different direction. If you had one game, a playoff game or a big regular season game, and you can pick the year, you know, whether it's 2014 Romo or 2018 Dak, for that one game, which quarterback are you taking? Well, if I get to pick a quarterback in a year, I'm taking 2014 Romo. You hit the nail on the head right there. Now, I think 2018 Dak would be the strongest choice of his career because of the – I don't think Dak was as good a quarterback, the classic way we think of the position in 2018, but I think the way that he used his mobility and he was a threat in the red zone to run for a touchdown or get the Cowboys closer or convert a first down was really special. That said – I think the way Tony Romo played in 2014 is one of the greatest seasons any Cowboys quarterback has ever had. I think it was the zenith of his ability. It was year 12 for him. I think a lot of people don't realize that because he spent his first three years not playing at all. And so he always felt younger than he actually was. And I think by year 12, quarterbacks know everything you're going to throw at them. So it's really just a matter of at year 12, has their body started going backward to the point that they can't make all the throws that their body that, you know, that their mind wants them to make. And I think in 2014, Romo wasn't there yet. Obviously it went downhill physically very quickly though. After that, you you made the argument for Dak, right? It's, it's the mobility. And if obviously Dak can't run the same as he did back in 2016, 17, 18, but if you're going to make the case that Dak is the better player, I think it's the rushing ability. And, you know, it, at his peak, he was getting 400 rushing yards a season with six touchdowns. So that's why when we're having this debate, it probably depends a little bit on which era you're playing in, right? Because yes. I feel like in today's NFL, if you can't run or you're very limited as a runner, you better be an A-plus passer like Joe Burrow. But in 2008, 2009, I don't think the rushing ability was as important. 
I agree, but I think if you look at eras, you've got to cut it both ways. So if you look at uh, Romo and Dak's um, numbers, because I know a lot of people now, they just want to look at numbers. And that's why we get these dumb graphics that say that Dak Prescott was better than Roger Staubach, and it drives me nuts. But uh, by the way, if anyone thinks there's a debate on who the greatest Cowboys quarterback is of all time, please stop now. Um, it's Quincy but, Carter, yes. Yeah, it's Quincy Carter, followed by Clint Sterner and Glenn Carano. But uh, I would say this. Uh, you know, they both have 97 passer ratings. If you want to start with that, I think Dak is like 97.8 and Romo's 97.1 or vice versa, but they're both at 97. Uh, their TD to INT ratio is almost identical. Their win-loss record, there's a slight, slight advantage to Dak, but I think uh, supporting cast has a lot to do with that. But the difference to me is, you know, Romo started in 2006. Dak started in 2016 in terms of when they got to mm-hmm. play. The eras are different for throwing the football. It it was so much harder, even in 2006, than it is now. I know we always talk about, like, ah, the 70s and 80s were harder to throw than now. You look at quarterbacks' median stats from, say, 2006, 2007 versus today, they're so much more efficient now. Uh, Now, if you don't have at least a 90 passer rating, you are really struggling. Um, And that just wasn't the case. When Romo got in the league, he was one of the highest-rated passers in 06. And his rating was like, I think it was 97 in 2006. I was going to say, I think by the time he quote unquote retired or kind of stopped being the full-time starter in 2015, mm-hmm. I think he was like third all time in pass rating behind. That's right. I think it was, was it Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young? I think with the yeah. two guys ahead of him. Now there's yeah. a million quarterbacks ahead of him. Your guy, Kirk Cousins is way ahead of Dak now, or excuse me, of Tony Romo. So that to your credit, like that's, that is the one thing that has changed a lot. I think the the pro Dak argument that doesn't show up on stats, it seems like everybody loves him as a leader. We just had Cole Beasley yep. on Twitter say Dak Prescott is the best leader I've ever played with. Cole Beasley played with Josh Allen, Tony Romo, and a guy by the name of Tom Brady uh, at the beginning of the year. And for him to say that, that's the best leader I've ever played with, it's not to say Romo is a bad leader or anything like that, but I think that is where that's one area that Dak really, really excels. in. You know, and I would not dispute that at all, but then again, is that translating into wins and losses? And it's not, I mean, at least not in the postseason. I mean, that was the big complaint on Tony Romo was that, you know, that he didn't get it done in the postseason. Well, Dak Prescott hasn't gotten it done in the postseason either uh, in terms of getting this team even to the NFC Championship game. I mean, you'll find that these guys' careers are eerily similar in a lot of ways. They both strange, had a problem man. staying on the field. And wait, what did you say? I said it's strange. Like, it's it's weird it, it how is. similar their stats are and how they've kind of had – they've all kind of petered out, like, in the divisional round of the playoffs. And it's it's odd. Yeah, I, I would say this, though. You look at Dak Prescott, and this is what's really important to me. So can do you mind if I just talk about Russell Wilson for a moment here? Go ahead. Um, because he played – Russell Wilson really covers both their eras, right? And mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, the, you know, everyone was talking about how wonderful of a player he was in 2012, 13, 14, and he was fantastic. But And they would compare him to Tony Romo. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't even comparable. I mean, in 2013, Russell Wilson goes out there and – Marcus, what do you think? He needed about 17, 20 points to know that we're going to win. Oh, you know, 20 points guaranteed them a victory, right? Yeah, we're done. 2013, if, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys set a record that year for the worst defense in the history of the league in terms of yards allowed at like 401 yards a game or something. 
and they went eight and seven with Romo. That they went eight and eight, but Kyle Orton played uh, the last game of the season. And I just would like to point out, I'm 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 on Pro Football Reference right now, which you and I love that website. A little plug for Pro Football Reference. Uh, Cowboys defensive ranks with Dak Prescott fifth in points allowed in 2022, seventh in points allowed in 2021. They were 28th in 2020, but Dak Prescott barely played that year. 2019, they were 11th. 2018, they were 6th. 2016, they were 5th. I mean, really, the worst year the Cowboys defense has had when Dak has actually played was 13th in points allowed. And honestly, Marcus, most teams will take 13th in points allowed. You know, you want me to compare that to Romo's? It's not even gonna. It's it's not even gonna fly. And I argue that's the most important most important part of your supporting cast. Your defense, maybe your offensive line second, and then your mm. receivers. I'm glad that you brought up the supporting oh, cast. Oh, here we go. Here I we think go. This is an area where Dak Prescott's supporting cast has been far inferior to Tony Romo's. We will talk no about way. that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Justin Jefferson. When on the clock with the number one overall pick in 2023 fantasy drafts, it's okay to get downright giddy about doing the gritty. That means picking Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who is a guaranteed fit over the past two seasons. Jefferson has led the NFL in both receptions and receiving yards. He remains a dominant number one receiver and a target monster. Jefferson is a guaranteed fit to ignite the rest of your fantasy football lineup toward winning success. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shuck struts, uh, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com, and let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We are debating Dak Prescott versus Tony Romo, a debate that Elliot and I have had numerous times on the phone. Elliot, you brought up supporting cast, mm-hmm. and I know people are going to point to the offensive line for Dak Prescott in 2016, and we can get to that. But I think over the course of Prescott's career, he has had a far inferior supporting cast than Tony Romo. What are your thoughts? No way, because I don't care if there's – I already know what's coming. Tony Romo played with Terrell Owens. He played with Terrell Owens for three years, okay? 
big deal. What I'm looking at right now is to me inarguable. If you look at points allowed, so your defensive supporting cast, Tony Romo was a Cowboys starter from 06 to 2015. And in that time, Marcus, from 06 to 2015, do you know how many top 12 finishes the Cowboys defense had? One. One. Their next highest was 13th. Now, Was that the take- 2007 defense? The 2009 defense was second in points okay. allowed. The, the 2007 defense was 13th, okay? Where were they at in yards, was- though? That, that defense was really good in 2007. They had a bunch of pro bowlers all over the field. Yeah, they were ninth in yards allowed, 13th in points. So that's quality. But the point is, that is like high watermark for Romo's career. Now let's look at Dak Prescott's defenses. Fifth in points allowed, seventh in points allowed, 11th in points allowed, sixth in points allowed, fifth in points allowed. Dak Prescott has had five defenses that had top 12 finishes in his seven years as a starter. That means he goes out there, he doesn't have to do anything. Which you know what that means? That means he doesn't have to force the ball in the fourth quarter because they're down two touchdowns. He gets garbage points when they're ahead. Tony Romo had to force some throws. So when he had a lot of interceptions, a lot of times it's him trying to keep the team afloat. It's just a totally different scenario. So go ahead. Argue, argue. I, I think there's also years. part of like <laughs> Dak is completes a really high percentage of his passes. He runs the ball I, every year that Dak has been the starting quarterback. The Cowboys are like top five in rushing. So they're able to control the clock a little bit better, keep their defenses off the field. But my point would be, you mentioned T.O. Yes, T.O. Mm-hmm. was incredible, but he only played three years. Then he had Miles Austin, you know, starting in, was that 2009, really? Yeah. Miles yep. became a dominant number one receiver. And then mm-hmm. he had Des Bryant for his entire peak from 2011 to 2014. On top of that, he had the peak of a Hall of Fame tight end in Jason Witten, where you look at Dak in 2016, he was playing with a, a kind of a washed up Des, or at least 2017, a washed up Des, a washed up Jason Witten. 2018, they had no receivers. That's why they had to go out and trade for Amari Cooper. 2022, this year, they had one receiver in CeeDee Lamb, and they were rolling the ball out to a bunch of unproven guys. I think that the receiving core around Dak over the last five or six years has been extremely poor compared to what Romo had, at least early in his career. Aren't we kind of missing something here, though? I mean, yeah, I know Miles Austin was a top 10 pick, man. He was – everybody was Jones and hell, no, Miles I mean, Austin on their team. He was really he was good. An un, he was an undrafted free agent out of Monmouth who I can make the argument Tony Romo made him good. Made him good. You know, would, would Miles Austin have had the production he had with a less accurate quarterback in Dak Prescott? And please don't point to completion percentage because the kinds of throws – and the guys that are running wide open, when you have Ezekiel Elliott his first four years in that backfield, the way teams are going to play you are different. You remember the eight, nine-man boxes that the Cowboys were facing in 2017 and 2018, and that's because no one was afraid of Dak Prescott beating them. And that only changed until they went out and got Amari Cooper. But at the end of the day, even if I were to say, okay, maybe there's some marginal difference in the offensive skill players, if one guy's defense is consistently ranked 25th in points allowed and the other guy's is ranked like seventh or eighth, it doesn't matter. I don't it, care if you're I, playing I agree, with, but you know. Th- those early Wade Phillips defenses in 2000, uh, I guess it would be, yeah, 2007, 2008, and 2009, those were good defenses. I, I know this guy's, well, I, I, they really sometimes. fell off in 2010 
right? And 2006 was a Bill Parcells defense, which was very good. Um, I like, I think in a, those 2010 to 2014 defenses were not good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing that they, they were not a good defense, but when you combine the skill players with the offensive line that Tony Romo had from, I mean, really the, his whole career, he played behind some pretty good mm-hmm. offensive lines. I mm-hmm. think that pushes the, the edge for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the beginning of Romo's career and I think people forget how good Romo was out of the gate. They were fourth in points scored in 2006. They were second in points scored in 2007. 2008, they were 18th. But remember, that's when Brad Johnson had to come in and play five games, and they could not score a lick. No, they were awful. They were 2009, they dropped to 14, but that's because the defense finally yeah. did something. It was second in the NFL in points allowed. So in the fourth quarter, a lot of times, the Cowboys could tap the brakes. And also, that's when Romo's numbers went up because he didn't have to force the ball. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I just think it goes to what do you value as supporting cast? And I value offensive line and defense. And to me, this is no comparison. I'm sorry. I love Mark Colombo. I love me some Mark Colombo, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take Dak's line for the bulk of his career, even though there was a time when it was a little overrated in Dak's career. And I don't think this is a monumental gap between the no, two. I don't. I agree. I think eyeball test. A little bit of supporting cast, what I value, I think Romo and then Romo's stats taking a little bit of a dip because he had to press more often than Dak did. That's why I take Romo. Um, This is really hard for me to to do the pro Dak debate and the anti Tony Romo debate, considering right over my head, (laughs) autograph Tony Romo jersey. So obviously I I love both of these guys. So it's, it's, it's like picking between your favorite brothers. It's, it's tough, but can we switch um, gears for just a moment? Go ahead. On, yes. Uh, yeah, I wanted to just throw out that um, the postseason for these two guys, I think this is really where it gets tough because neither one of them had great success in the postseason. And I think, would you agree that most Cowboy fans would say, okay, Staubach, Aikman, and then it's debatable? Yes. Most Cowboy fans. Yep. Okay, I know, forget Fox's brat. Yes. Yeah, that don't show like Dak versus Aikman's stats. Sure. Um but it's interesting. You have a guy like Danny White who they went to three straight NFC championship games and he's not mentioned. And, you know, Dak and Tony couldn't get them there at all. The thing that bothers me, you asked me, okay, it's a big playoff game. Which one do you want starting? I don't know that I ever saw Romo or Dak really win the game for the Cowboys. I saw them both have a couple exceptional playoff games. Like you look at Dak Prescott's game against Tampa, man, he was flawless. The defense was, I mean, they were all on all cylinders, the whole team, not just Dak. Okay, Um, but I never saw Tony Romo really lose a playoff game, and I did see that last year. Does that bother you at all, or do you think that's unfair? I think it's a little unfair. I, I, I mean, I agree. Dak did not play a good game. It probably is a little unfair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna edit myself a little bit. But I think you get the point of what I'm saying. Has Dak already played in more playoff games than Romo? Well, let's see. He uh, he played in one and sixteen, right? Uh, he played mm-hmm. two and eighteen. That would be three. He played one in twenty twenty one. That'd be four and two last year. So that's six. What he's two and four? Is that two right? And four. Uh, yep. Okay. Romo uh, lost in 06 against Seattle. Lost in 07 against the Giants. That's two. Uh, beat Philly in 09 and then lost to Minnesota. Oh god, that game was awful. The 09 Minnesota game. Then they went through that run of the eight and eights, right? Uh, yeah. then beat the Lions 
in 14 and then uh, lost to Green Bay. So they're both two and four. I've got the numbers right here. I got the numbers. You ready? Uh, Dak Prescott's pass rating in the playoffs, 93. Tony Romo's 93. Uh, It's it's pretty incredible. Dak is averaging 7.2 yards per attempt. Romo at 7.1. It's it's really ridiculous how close the numbers are when you get into the playoffs between these two. And they've got the same record, same amount of games. The stats are almost identical. Dak completing 63% of his passes. Romo at 62. But there's one reason that I think I would take Dak in a big game over Tony Romo. We will get to that okay. next. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Every day, Landon and I will be back on Monday to get you caught up on all of the latest Cowboys news. But today, we are finishing up our Dak Prescott versus Tony Romo debate with Elliot Harrison from the Power Rankings show. Elliot, I kind of teased this before the break. The reason that I would take Dak in a big game over Tony Romo has nothing to do with skill because I actually think Romo's a better passer. He's got better anticipation. Uh, He's got a better feel for it. I think there's a calming sense about Dak Prescott where I think in some big games, Romo felt a little too hyped up, almost like an anxious energy. And I wonder if that sometimes bled through the the rest of the the team in the locker room. Like, you know, I mean, you know how this is. You, you get really excited and pumped up for something. You get this little bit of a nervous energy. I just, I don't feel that with, with Dak right now. Yeah, I think there's something about Dak and probably the way he relates to that locker room from day one. Uh, I, I would concede that point. I also think Romo had some big mistakes in, in I wouldn't call them big games because he won a lot of big games like San yeah, Francisco did. in 2011 yeah. from behind, but there, be, there, there became a narrative and it'd be a national game. I'm, I'm thinking of the Peyton Manning duel when he threw for the, 509 yards. and Which wasn't his fault. Right? Like, I know. He it's slipped an insane on, play. Yeah. He, he slipped on his offensive lineman's foot and threw an interception in a game where he threw for 500 yards. Like, it, it's, it's the best he got interception I, yeah, I've ever seen an inside linebacker yeah, make exactly. like ever Danny Trevathan. Um, but I, you know, so I could see where some people would lose faith in him. But I think as with most, most things in sports, you've got to, you know, get out of the narrative and get into the nitty gritty. And that's why I kept pointing to the defenses because the narrative is, Oh, he had to, you know, it's kind of like saying, Oh, Tom Brady was good because he had Randy Moss. I mean, you know, when you really get into it, in my mind, they played in really two different eras, and Tony's era was slightly harder, and and the stats will bear that out. So that Romo's stats being equal gives him the advantage there. I think the eyeball test tells me Romo, and then again, the supporting cast. But if we're going to go leadership, uh, I'm going to go Dak on that for sure. And again, I think this is a pretty narrow uh, this is not, I'm not saying Romo's far ahead. I'm just saying, I think he's a little bit higher. Uh, but it's, it's certainly arguable. I just want somebody to come step in and say, Hey, Danny white might've been better than both of them. Uh, though, the one I'm thing that you have going for you is, uh, well, we, we both love Danny white. Romo has four pro bowls. He also has all pro selection. Dak only has two pro bowl selections in his career has never had an all pro. It does seem like Romo's peak or his zenith might have been a little bit higher. I think I just value the consistency and the rushing ability. Like just having that, especially early on in his career, was so hard for defenses to stop. 
and it made that Cowboys offense so dynamic. And it's why you look at the Cowboys offensive ranks every year that Prescott has played you know, more than 12 games. And they're like number one in the league in points per game. But again, I can see this is this is really close. I don't think either guy was a top three quarterback during their era, but I think they're both comfortably, comfortably top 10 quarterbacks uh, from the time that they started. Yeah. What, you know, uh, I was just thinking just one last thing. Cause that, what are our, what's our timing here? How much time do I have? For we got a couple minutes left. Final points. Okay. Uh, sorry guys. I'm not used to the locked on format. So uh, just do it, do my best here. Um, I would say that, that uh, one of the points you made on Dak that I totally agree with is as a runner, that's why 2018 Dak Prescott, like I, we're th- I'm thinking of the Seattle playoff game, right? Really tough to stop. Um, but I think when a guy doesn't run, we also maybe don't look at why he doesn't run and what a strength that might be. Tony Romo's release was so quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we ever criticize Dan Marino because he didn't run? No, because Dan Marino got the ball out. You know, Tom Brady gets the ball out. Tony Romo got the ball out. And so I think that was also a strength, uh, you know, to his side. And and I think we should look at that. And in 2020, when Dak, when the defense was absolutely horrible, what did the Cowboys go with Dak? Was it one and four or one and five? I, I'm like trying that. to remember yeah. which. Now, look, Romo had a bad year in 2010 before he got hurt. So this is probably not fair. But I, I'm always look at that 2013 team and how bad they were defensively. And the fact that they were eight and seven in a position to win, they lose to Philadelphia. You remember this game? It was a Sunday oh, night game. Stupid Brandon Boykin picked off Kyle Orton to the end yes. of the season. And what were all the memes after the game? This is the kind of thing Dak Prescott has never had to deal with, this narrative. The memes were Orton pulls his helmet off and it's Tony Romo's head on the Orton yeah, jersey that threw the interception. That's the kind of stuff Dak Prescott just never has had to deal with. He's always been kind of a darling with the media and with the fans. And he's finally facing some of the music. And I don't want people to be hard on him. I'm just saying, I think he's finally getting that criticism that Tony Romo had almost his entire career. Would you agree with that? I think we're getting there over the last couple of years. I think we're starting to get there where you're seeing the national media, maybe take some shots at him that aren't quite fair. Like he's not talented enough to take the Cowboys to the NFC championship game or that the Cowboys should look to replace him. I just think all Which that. Is neither one of us want, I, I don't no, want no, no, no. them not. to be unfair. I'm just saying that I think Romo dealt with a lot of yes. unfair scrutiny for a long time. hundred percent agree. Um, but unfortunately for Dak, if they can't advance past the divisional round, I think that stuff is only going to continue to get louder and louder. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Every day, Landon and I will be back on Monday to wrap up all the latest Cowboy news, so make sure you tune in for that. We want to thank Elliot for jumping on today's show. He's going to be back over the next couple of weeks to do some fun other little debates that we've uh, we've been just talking about. So make sure you guys – uh, are listening to that go follow Elliot on uh, Twitter at Harrison NFL I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier Lot that Cowboys podcast is free and available on all platforms and we will see you guys next time <laughs>